Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphen Nation. I'm your daring, dashing, and debonair host, Kellen Conley, sometimes known as B-Hyphen, sometimes known as Martino Castaroni, sometimes known as Seattle Slough, sometimes known as Vegeta, sometimes known as... I'm out of stuff. Ran out. <laughs> Hip-hop's last hope. Sometimes known as HY. Sometimes known as unmotivated, but here I am. Beautiful day here in Morgantown, West Virginia. 61 degrees. Morgantown weather report. I don't think it's supposed to rain. I think it's supposed to rain the next two days. So for all y'all listening across the world, just know it may rain in the next two days here in Morgantown, West Virginia. <sighs> got a, got some plans coming up. I'm going to share them a little bit with you real quick before we get into the episode. So before we do that, though, Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective. My man is mowing, so I am going to roll these windows up so that the sound is a little bit filtered, not not as loud, because um, he's literally coming right beside me. Uh, yeah, anyway, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective bringing great podcasts to people. Um, and, you know, we are awesome. <laughs> Hyphenpodcastgroup.com. Like, he's literally mowing right next to me, so it's a little awkward trying. He's, like, cutting circles around me. I feel like I'm in his way. It, once he, I'm actually going to scoot up a little bit, just go up a row so he can actually do his job without a podcaster being in his way. So I'm literally just going to go up here, do this. Oh, the mic fell. <laughs> See, that was a straight shot too. You can tell I need a front end alignment. Um, just go right here so that he can actually do his thing. Yeah. Anyway, hyphenpodcastgroup.com, and then also. Brought to you by Mark Rob, the M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com, written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show Mad Love Robinson. He's working on a piece now about the NFL, believe it or not. So, uh, yeah, that's happening. Oh, and perfect segue to the NFL in a minute. I'll get there. I'll get there. I got some time to fill. Like, this is the first pod in a while that I don't have a... I have topics, but it's kind of like, I don't know how long I can talk about this. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I got some plans coming up this week. Uh, some some cool plans. I'm planning on speaking with Mark Basquet. 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 <laughs> Ivan McBasket. Sorry. Sorry, Mark. Uh, he is a writer that I've known for some time. I've been reading Mark's stuff since he was writing for a site called Marvel Volume 1, MV1, way back in the fan fiction boom of the early 2000s, once everybody got internet. He used to write Fantastic Four for the, uh, what was that branch that he wrote for? Because there was Tapestry, Knights, um, there was, I I think the Avengers, and he was, he was in a different one. But I used to read his stuff there. He wrote a, fa- a phenomenal Fantastic Four. 
And then just like so many of my fanfic friends, he continued to write. See, I'm the fanfic friend who didn't keep writing. I'm the one who went and made music, and now I'm in the podcast, and now I'm literally trying to... Um, I have stuff I've began to write, begun to write, but it's sitting there, you know, just unfinished and unpublished and all those things. We're supposed to get together. He has a new book out um, that we will be discussing. And I want to nail this title because the title's pretty cool. And this is actually the first thing he's released in a while because he, uh, he was releasing things pretty regularly a couple years back. Um, yeah, it's called The Mask of Saturday Morning. It's a spooky lemon mystery. And I wonder if it's going to let me see, because I'm on my Amazon, I'm on my Kindle, about this book. Here we go. So let me uh, read y'all the little blurb that uh, that uh, definitely pulled me in here about Spooky Lemon. So, a decade ago... Audrey Spooky Lemon was a child actor on a wildly popular Saturday morning mystery show, The Ghostly Gang, alongside Greg, Callie, Lenny, and Polly Wanda the Parrot. <laughs> the gang solved mysteries at allegedly haunted locations as the kids rose to enormous fame. And then The Ghostly Gang was canceled. The kids moved on, trying to make it to the entertainment industry, trying to make it in the entertainment industry. But the world that had celebrated them didn't want to see them grow up. The gang pulled apart. Greg left acting to become a successful businessman. Callie and Lenny continued to act in increasingly smaller roles. And Audrey soon found herself embroiled, embroiled in a lawsuit against her parents who had embezzled most of her career earnings. The trial is now over. Audrey's parents are in jail. Their debts have been settled. She finds herself in possession of the family home that she had left nearly 20 years earlier. Audrey never wanted to return to Glen Allen Falls and never wanted to be remembered as Spooky Lemon. But as dual mysteries unfold around a disappearing woman and a stalker in a plastic gear mask, the confluence of the two events might be all that can save her and her new friends from the supernatural machinations of the gratitude man. So yeah, I saw my friend Mark release the book, my new book. I was like, hmm, what's this about? I read that blurb and then I was instantly hooked. I was sold. 10,000%, like, no doubts. So, Mark will be coming on. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of his other books. I can't wait to talk to him about this book he wrote a few years back. Uh, it had four short stories in it called Face Your Yesterdays. Also, he has another book that I, I really love. Uh, I can see the damn cover. Uh, used to be the Kid Rapscallion story. I've mentioned that on the pod. We're going to talk about that, as well as some of his movie reviews and comic books and Hopefully it'll be a good time. So me and Mark are, are supposed to get together later this week. So look forward to that. Hopefully by Sunday. Uh, besides that, that's my only plan. <laughs> yeah, like I got plans. I guess the only other plan I have sit in stone at this moment is I'm going to have to have to send out the hyphen signal, I guess. Give Marcus on the horn because... It's about to be September, and I've been waiting for September for a reason, because September of of 2009 is when the Blueprint 3 was released. I believe he dropped it on close to September 11th again, because the original Blueprint was released on September 11th. And so that's being released, uh, or not being released, it's the, it'll be the 20-year anniversary of that. And then in December like one of the very last days of December because Def Jam literally dropped DMX 
DMX is, um, and then there was X, and then The Life and Times of Sean Carter, Volume 3, or Volume 3, Life and Times of Sean Carter, at the very end of 1999, both of those going into the new year. Uh, it'll be the 20th anniversary of that. So we're going to be talking about Blueprint 3, and we'll be talking about Volume 3, and a lot of Jay-Z. And if Marcus wants to get off some of these NFL takes, he can. Y'all heard my opinion on episode 108. So that's coming up. But besides that, we're just going to keep rolling with these shows, man. Nothing more, nothing less. Monday morning, your boy is uh, tired. Me and Maps are supposed to get together and talk about that Sony, Spider-Man, Marvel stuff. He hit me and said, yo, the kids start school tomorrow. I don't know. And I was like, look, man, I'm exhausted myself. Let's just call it, put a pin in it. And he said, I'm going to mark that down as a cancel. <laughs> I was like, yo, did you just mark me tardy? <laughs> He's like, no, I just had a feeling you would cancel. I'm like, come on, Maps. I was trying to help you, man. I promise. I mean, I was tired. I wasn't lying. But, you know, he, he seemed a little stressed that he wasn't going to be able to get on to talk. So I just like, well, let, let's just see what happens, man. But we're going to still get together and knock that out um, for a podcast called Fresh. Episode sponsored by McDonald's Coffee. Shout out to them. So let me get into... Uh, the main topic that uh, I guess is on everyone's mind. This kid here is parking. Okay, he pulled up. Good for him. He kind of looked like that kid in that surprise meme. You know, the, the white kid with the weird hair. I think he might clap at the meme too. Yeah. I guess he's here reporting for work. He got a dealer plate on there. Must have just copped that vehicle. Hmm. Hmm. light seems to flicker and threatens to sputter out. It's a theater, and there's only one film playing. You don't recognize the title, although it stirs something in your mind. Welcome to the Mirage, the theater of movies that do not exist. Cinematic Mirage is a podcast exclusive to the Domicile of Dread Patreon about films that were greenlit that never made it to the silver screen. Join Thomas DJ as he explores how the projects came together, why they stopped production, and what they may have been about. It's free to all patrons at the $5 a month level or more. To learn more and to sign up, go to patreon.com slash DJ's Domicile of Dread. Cinematic Mirage. A seat's waiting for you. The big news of the moment that I want to talk about would be Andrew Luck. I just heard Bill Simmons' uh, take on it. I listened to that pod while after I dropped off Aaliyah this morning and drank some coffee and just relaxed and tried to get motivated to hit record for y'all. Yeah, um, good for him is <laughs> this the take from me? It's very surprising. Oh, this actually segues into something I can, something else I can talk about on the show that I haven't talked about. I mean, 
the NFL is the most popular sport in America, despite the NBA's best efforts, and despite no one, people still calling baseball America's pastime. It's definitely all about the NFL. The NFL has one more week of preseason games to get through, and then the NFL will return to your homes and minds and ears. I mean, it's already there. But Andrew Luck, for those who are not in the know and getting your news from me, of all people, (laughs) he's decided to hang up his cleats and call it a career after seven NFL seasons. And with two weeks to go before the Indianapolis Colts open their 2019 NFL season. First thing that springs to mind is another person who uh, did this similar thing. He wasn't, he was actually comparable in age to uh, your boy when this happened because he was born in 1963 and he announced his retirement in October of 1993 Michael Jordan now when Jordan first walked away from the game it had been it's been widely reported now that for several years even the season before that they actually won the title or even the season before that they won their first title, the Bulls. He was saying that he was thinking about retiring. So when Jordan came out of nowhere and said, I'm done, it shocked a lot of people. Magic Johnson's retirement from his HIV shocked a lot of people. And it was also in similar situations where with Magic in 92, it was 91, I feel like he, he if I remember the announcement, uh, 30 for 30 correctly, he had just been at a preseason game where he was getting ready to play in one and then they called him and said, Magic, you can't play. I forget. But he was right before the, pre- the season started and the Bulls with MJ were right before the season started. A lot of fans are calling Luck selfish. Like, oh, how could you not want to play a freaking game? As your, you know, how could you not want to be... My man's getting out right now. He's heading into work. He just beeped his car. (laughs) Sorry. How could you not want to play football for a living anymore? And Luck said it's just injuries and he's exhausted and he just feels like he's in this endless loop of injury, rehab, injury, rehab, injury, rehab. And he's going to walk away while he still can, essentially. Let's face it, man. The Colts were going to be the Colts. Luck, having Luck behind center gave them so much more credibility and gave them the ability to stay in most games. But Luck played six NFL, full NFL seasons. He missed that one year with the torn labrum. And I'm really on it, of course, because uh, I just listened to Simmons. (laughs) But why does it matter that he wants to retire? It, It sucks for the Colts. The Colts have no quarterback. I mean, the Colts could call Colin Kaepernick, you know, but I know that won't happen. I don't know if Colin Kaepernick would even accept their phone call. They don't have money either because all the money is still tied up in luck 
because Simmons mentioned something about he, that he's still, I mean, I think he's still in the books for the season. I don't know how it works when you retire, but I don't think they can, like, pay him out and then have it not count against the books this season. So there's a cap hit for the Colts. I would love, 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 love to be listening to some Indiana Indianapolis sports radio right now to hear how people are probably losing their shit. Because let's be honest, man. If it was the Raiders, if Derek Carr rolls out tomorrow and be like, you know what? Eh, how many years have you been there now? Uh, is this going to be his fifth season, I think? Because let's see, 13 was the two-win season, I think. 14 was a little better. 15 was the year. No, 16 years a year we were really good. 17 was the fallback year. 18... So five or six years, Derek Carr has been our quarterback, okay? And if that happened to the Raiders, I, I would, it, I'd, it'd suck. But I mean, life goes on, man. He, this is akin to luck tearing his ACL and being out for the year. But people are treating it like it's life or life or death, and that's not fair. Colts fans booed him at halftime because it came out. And I was telling Anthony about this yesterday. Like, I get that Adam Schefter, that it leaked out of the organization and Adam Schefter found out. And he's the one who broke the story. You can't... You it, you can't not. You cannot not. <laughs> he can't not say it, you know? I still said can't not say it. You can't sit on that story. One of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL is retiring at 29, two weeks before the open of the NFL season. You don't say, well, out of respect for him and the organization, let me tuck this away and just let him report it his way. You can't. And it sucks because from what I heard, the Colts were, were going to do the press conference on Sunday. Luck had to go to the podium on Saturday night to talk about it. Because everybody was losing their minds. <sighs> like, uh, I get it, man. And Simmons was talking about how the Colts never had got him an offensive line. And the GM bungled like two drafts. And the closest they came was 2014 when they got blown out by the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Luck brought me a lot of joy to my fantasy football teams. He really did. I liked the kid. Uh, wasn't... I can't remember if I liked his dad or not. And Oliver Luck was the... Um, was the, the guy... I can't think of the word... in charge of the athletics here. I can't... I'm not going to look at it. I'm not even going to Google it. Didn't... I don't think I'm on his daddy. I came to appreciate Andrew because so many of these quarterbacks, even and it's even worse now, when these quarterbacks, especially these ones that stayed the four years and had, and you, they got all the scouts drooling like, oh, this guy is going to be the next big thing, the best next quarterback in the NFL. He's got all the tools. He's white. He's, he's uh, yeah, I said it. He's white. He has decent teeth because Lux teeth aren't the best. He's got this football heritage. He went to a great football school. And 
he can step back in college. Like, he doesn't have to be in the shotgun in college. He can do a five-step drop and nail his receivers. This guy is everything that that our white owners in the NFL <laughs> drool over. And I'm sorry to be that way. But, I, I mean, there was a lot. Kyler Murray obviously went first this year. Baker went first last year. Baker had off-the-field issues in Oklahoma. So... Nobody was drooling over him. And then also, I don't recall them ever. I don't recall hearing a lot of people say that he would be a. He's like one of those thoroughbred, like, oh, I can't wait to get this guy in the NFL. And you, you, every couple of years they come around. Like, oh, look at it. Like, here. Like, I feel like who was the two USC dudes? Like, Leinart, it wasn't. No, that yeah, Leinart. I feel like they felt that way about Matt Leinart so bad. They're like, oh, Matt Leinart's going to be a great NFL quarterback. And I don't feel like Sanchez got nearly enough uh, press as Leinart did. Sanchez came in and was decent for two seasons for the Jets. Leinart was never shit. But they the, the NFL just loves these quarterbacks who come out sometimes why are you coming up here <laughs> these dudes are really trying to bother me right now god you can have a lighter by chance i do not i'm sorry <laughs> he walked all the way up here hey dude i'm doing the world's greatest podcast right now you asking me for a lighter it's funny. <laughs> anyway, I almost want to go pull, go somewhere else now. Like, can you leave me alone? I'm working. Shit, I'm trying to do the world's greatest podcast. Barack Obama approved. Any hoozle, man. They, the NFL, the, they just go ape, ape shit for these certain quarterbacks. And Luck was possibly the last one, really. Because, I mean, there was a lot of quarterbacks in Baker's draft. Kyler went number one, but... But it was more like Kyler is the best quarterback in this draft because he just is. It didn't feel like when one of those poster boy quarterbacks come rolling out, um, rolling rolling out of college and all that. It's just, you know exactly what I mean. People get so excited for these quarterbacks and these teams. And then when they get one and then... I mean, look at the Packers. Aaron Rodgers was a gift. He was supposed to go way higher. He fell into the twenty, the twentieth. He was a twenty-something pick. Backed up Brett Favre for two, three years, and then the the Packers said, "Brett, we're going to move on from you, and let you retire, and we're going to bring in Aaron." Well, Brett said he was fine with that, and decided he wasn't fine with that, and then started the saga of. I still want to play football. Do I want to play football? I don't know if I want to play football. I'm in New York. Oh, they lied about an injury. I'm in Minnesota. Oh, I got my bell wrong. We've been through that. Okay. Aaron is somebody who they they expected to be good, but he was way better than what uh, anybody could believe. Obviously, Tom Brady was a six-round pick. So there was that. For luck to take this decision and just be like, you know what, I'm out. Fuck it. I'm done. I 100% support it. 
because the NFL is in for a rude awakening eventually. I mean, you got running backs holding out at an alarming rate. Zeke is still holding out. Uh, old boy from San Diego is still holding out. I'm thinking his name is Melvin, maybe. <laughs> Marvin. I don't know what this dude's name is. But, let's see. He's still looking for a lighter. Uh, I think he's got one. I think he, uh, nope, nope, nope. Oh, wait. Wait. Does he have a lighter? No. <laughs> no lighter. Melvin Gordon, I'm going to say his name is. He's holding out. Like these running backs don't want to finish their rookie deals because they want to get paid more money because they know their shelf life is limited, man. They could just be one slip away from tearing out a knee and being out the whole year and their value going down. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he's had a serious knee injury. I mean, he's gambled on himself multiple years now. Like, he held out half the season in 2017, and he didn't play at all last season. Now he's a Jet, and he got paid, and we're going to see what if he still has it. And these players are trying to bet on themselves. and But they know this game is dangerous and violent, and you just never know when it's your time to go. Not death-wise, but shit. Look at uh, Junior Seau and tell me the NFL ain't dangerous. And Junior played way past what he should have been playing, man. Because Junior got in the league, I want to say, in like the late 80s, I think. Because by the early 90s, when I started coming into football knowledge, he was a big deal. And he played, he was on that 2007 Super Bowl team for the Patriots. And then I think he played a couple more years. And then we all know what happened with him. I, I say all that to say this, though. I'm, I'm glad for Andrew Luck. I think he's making the right decision. Go ahead and get out of here, man. I just hope he's not coming back. Because that's my biggest fear. I feel like there's a possibility that he'll sit out the season. He won't have to take any hits. He'll get healthy, and he'll start getting that itch. The Jordan itch. <laughs> like, Richie Incognito last year, like, he he was retired, and he's a piece of shit. But then he got that itch, and now he's on the Raiders. So these are things that's truly happened. I just don't, I would like to see Luck stick with it. Because even Calvin Johnson has flirted a few times with, I might come back, thinking about it, but he hasn't yet. And he probably won't at this point. I think he's been out of the league three to four years, if I'm correct on that. But, what, Calvin Johnson's what, 30-something now, maybe? You, you think someone wouldn't take a flyer on Calvin Johnson if he really decided he wanted... The Raiders would love to bring in Calvin Johnson. They love fast receivers. <laughs> I just hope that 2020 doesn't roll around and be like, Andrew Luck's reporting back to Colts camp. He is unretired and says that he's in the best shape of his life and ready to bring Colts to Super Bowl. That's what I don't want to see. Just go out and stay out, Andrew. Now, if he changes his mind two weeks from now, I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to retire. I, I jumped the gun. I'm, I'm going to be with this team this season. That's fine. 
you have a grace period. And don't let and it, like if the Colts somehow, let's say the Colts are like nine and two after eleven weeks. I don't even know when they're biased. Don't come back then and be like, oh well, I only gotta win a couple more games to get us in the playoffs and then I'm just gonna sit. No, don't come back then either, man. <laughs> I don't expect the Colts to go not be nine and two at any point by any means, but I'm just saying these things happen. Just just stay out, Andrew. Enjoy your retirement. If you want to stay close to the game, there's ways to do that, but I'm okay with it. The other thing that segues into would be the fact that I don't have to worry about Andrew Luck in fantasy football because I'm not playing fantasy football this season. That's right. That's right. If you recall, in 2016 when I started this podcast, my initial plan going into fantasy football season was I'm not playing fantasy football. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play. Was it 16? Or was I playing fantasy football in 16? Maybe it was 17. Yeah, I'm going to say it was 17. And the second year of this podcast existence, I was not going to play fantasy football. And then I broke down and I played gridiron. Uh, maybe I played one. And then last year, yeah, I played gridiron in 17. And then last year, I had to itch again. So I got in all the three leagues that I normally in. So I was in gridiron, which is my league. I was in elite talent, which is uh, Jonathan's league. And Jonathan's other league was literally called the other league. I was in that as well. So I did three fantasy leagues. And then I was in the a group, one of my group chats I'm in. Uh, I was in that league too, and I almost won that son of a bitch. Damn it. Could have been seven rings. Like Ariana. See what I did there? I'm so clever. Y'all being so noisy, man. Don't y'all know I'm trying to record the world's greatest podcast and y'all mowing and shit on a Monday? Damn. Maps is going to hate this episode. Like, y'all, that noise is too much. Uh." (laughs) That's not my Maps impersonation. (laughs) I guess it is, though. He's an audio snob, and I respect that. But, yeah, I, I decided after winning last year, I I wasn't going to do fantasy football this year. Like, I I won uh, Elite Talent last year for the second time in uh, five years, I think, because I think I won it in 13. Where's Aaliyah born yet? I think I won it maybe in 14. And then it doesn't matter. I've I've won Elite Talent three times, (laughs) okay? Now, and I just, I was doing the work on Fantasy Man, which is pretty much for me. Watch, like, you do the draft. you, You try to do some mock drafts to get ready for it. You do the draft. You get who you get. You stay updated on injuries. And then you start playing the waivers. And the waivers game is just never ending. It's literally Monday morning, wake up, see who's going to be a good pick for uh, someone good to get on waivers. You put it by Tuesday. You're putting in waivers. Waivers clear on Wednesday. You're adjusting lineups on Wednesday. Uh, By Thursday, Friday, I stream, I can say this now, I stream kickers and defenses. That That's something that's very key, I feel like. It's been a big difference. I used to just go with one defense and try to get a good defense all season long, but I actually had uh, Intel that I would use. And here, I'll just say this too, even if I go back to fantasy football, it's on Reddit. It's a subreddit fantasy football. That's where all my juice came from. 
there was guys that would do literal um, defensive, uh, like weekly defensive matchups and rank what teams had the best defensive matchups. And I would try to uh, get the best team defense that was available at that point without using a waiver on it. Same with kickers. So a lot of times if you had a good kicker from the draft, they'd be on your top. But there would just be some kickers that you knew that they projected would have all these points. And a lot of times those projections for those kickers and for those defenses help me win a lot of games. So that's what I would be doing on like Thursday and Friday. Um, I was worried about the kickers and everything. And then normally Saturday I would chill. And then Sunday morning it was all about, all right, optimal lineups and and who's got this matchup and who should I play? And is this guy hurt? Is he going to play? And it's just 17 weeks of that, man. And I, I just had no joy for it whatsoever last year. And even with that, I came from the sixth seed in elite talent and beat the number one seed, Eric Monsalong Jordan of Browns Under Blood and Monster in the Man podcast and beat him in the championship game in elite talent. And I came, I came in second in the, in the league, which will be the one for my group chat. I didn't do so hot in other leagues, but I mean, that's, even with all the playing in the world, sometimes you, you just can't get the breaks, and that's okay. That is okay. I did not enjoy fantasy football until the playoffs last season, and I narrowly made the playoffs. I, I think I was out of it until the last or second to last week, and then I snuck into that sixth spot to make playoffs in a 12-team league. So I am not playing fantasy. Andrew Luck has no relevance to me. I wish him all the best, and I thank him for all the success he brought me. If I recall correctly, he was a part of my uh, my fan, my elite talent team that won the last time that I won, which is, like I said, he was either 13 or 14 uh, when that happened. And I'm just I'm just excited, man. Excited for Andrew to not come back. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm excited to not be playing fantasy football. I'm going to really actively be trying to watch football. I didn't watch any college football, though. I was excited for it, and I didn't watch any of it. But we were busy. Um, I just want to sit down on Sundays and just watch some football, watch and not have any impact on anything else other than the game that's in front of me. I'm going to try to enjoy that. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but don't tell Eric and don't tell Anthony I'm playing the FanDuel Browns in our blood league. Just saying. So that's the only fantasy I'm doing. But that's FanDuel. I can literally wake up one Sunday morning, pick my team, and be done. Spend the three bucks or two bucks, whatever it is. Life goes on. And a lot of times we don't have enough people, so it's free. And then I get bragging rights and I want that intercontinental belt. Monster lung. Like I said, they don't listen to the show. So, well, Anthony listens to it sometimes, but how deep are we? 33 minutes? Eh, I don't think he'll be listening. Because <laughs> he's always worried he'll turn into a four-hour podcast. But when I'm by myself, it's not that bad. At least I don't think so. Next topic. is somewhere. Anything? Uh, Revis? Hey, shh. I'm recording. You gotta be quiet. Nice little breeze coming through. So, I guess I'll touch on this real quick. People were crying about Wesley Snipes being not not being brought back to do be Blade. Wesley Snipes is almost 50, I think I tweeted. 
And Mahershala Ali is going to be Blade announced at Comic-Con. And everybody lost their shit because the way they did it, Mahershala came out and and Feige's like, uh, Kevin Feige's like, oh, Mahershala, I see you have a hat too. And then Mahershala put on the Blade hat and they dropped the lights and everything. It was fucking crazy. And if you're like, why didn't I get Wesley Snipes back? Wesley Snipes was an asshole, like, during the filming of Blade Trinity. As much as the hate as that movie gets, I enjoyed it, but he was an asshole. Uh, then they're like, Marshall Ali doesn't have martial arts training. So what? Stop. <laughs> Let that man live. Y'all really want... Why, y'all, why is everybody so freaking attached to these actors? And, like, with the whole Sony thing in Spider-Man, people were so worried Sony's going to recast Tom Holland and reboot the whole movies. Why would they do that? They, they He's under contract. Like, I'm not... I'm really trying to save this for a podcast called Fresh, but there's no worry that Tom Holland's not going to be in at least another Spider-Man film, okay? And I know that they had the big plan of doing nine more Spider-Man movies that they said at one point, maybe. And now it's kind of up in the air. This deal's going to get done somehow. Okay? Don't freaking worry. Do I want to see another Spider-Man, another Spider-Man casted? No. But Wesley Snipes is almost, is old. He does not need to be playing Blade. And do you think he... And he even came out and gave Mahershala his blessing. You think he's not going to be in the damn movie? Man. Y'all f- fans be getting, getting on my nerves sometimes. I swear. They're like, oh, why didn't they get a... Uh, Michael Jai White? <laughs> he has Kung Fu experience. Why do you... Shit, I mean, Sticky Fingers was freaking Blade. Or was that the other one? No, it was Sticky, right? That was Blade. Uh, I I barely saw that series, but... Y'all crying about Marvel Studios, home of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, giving us another Blade movie. Stop! Wesley will have something to do with it, but I, I get it that y'all want to hold on to your childhoods, man, but I can honestly say I am so freaking glad I don't got to watch Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. So happy. I'm really happy I don't have to watch Andrew Garfield. He was fine. He was fine. Just leave it at that. But I don't want to see Tobey Maguire now being Spider-Man 17 years after the first movie came out. That's stupid. I mean, it's crazy enough that we got Logan in, uh... When did we get Logan? Logan was... 18? When we got Logan? We had uh, Hugh Jackman playing Logan in in 28 to 18 years later after he first played him. Y'all want people to, to, uh be around forever and that's just not possible there was a couple comments about uh, the D23 ep- uh, expo to happen this past weekend people were saying they couldn't believe they had to wait three years for Black Panther because it got announced uh, coming out in May of 2022 it's like one, 2019 is almost over Fall's freaking here and that was like a mix between fucking and freaking sorry it's freaking here much to my dismay I love summer I'm Olaf I'm the I'm Black Olaf, guys. 
2020 will be here before we know it. And then it's two years until we get Black Panther 2. But there's a couple comments saying, uh, and I'm not, I'm not calling, coming for you, Louie. You're good. But like people are genuinely upset. Like I understand that. I also would like to see it as soon as possible. But these things take time. Phase 4 is going to take time to get rolling. We don't even have the first Phase 4 movie yet. That's not until next year. People were saying like Chadwick was in his late 30s. Chadwick Boseman was in his late 30s when they uh, filmed Civil War. And he, is, uh, he might be in his early 40s when they finally did uh, Black Panther. And now we're going to actually get our podcast 101 on. Cause they're like, how they're like he's gonna be so old by the time they do Black Panther two. Um, they expect these actors to live forever. He's yeah, he's forty one. So yeah, he's forty one. It's uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, he'll be forty. Yeah, he'll actually be forty two this year. So Black Panther was last year, and he filmed it the year before. So that's uh, two years ago. So he had been forty when he filmed it. Uh, Civil War was in 2016, so three years. Uh, so they filmed that in 2015. So uh, he was 38. So if they go to film Black Panther in 2021, that's so next year he'll be 43, 40. He'll be 44 and 45 by the time it comes out. I mean, he don't look it. Obviously, I didn't know he was that old either. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's a little up there. But y'all don't need Wesley Snipes to be Blade anymore. Go watch Blade 2, Blade 1, and even better, go watch Blade 2. Blade 2 is one of my favorite superhero movies. Absolutely perfect. I like Blade 1. Blade 2 is what sold me. Go go watch Blade 2. You, you, you won't regret it. I promise. Calm down. Uh, what else do I got on here? Next topic. Uh... I, I guess I could touch on this a little bit. Um, so, an album came out 20 years ago, and it doesn't deserve a whole pod, but I figured I would at least mention it as a topic, mostly because of uh, how much it meant to me at the time of its release. On June 1st, 1999, Vinny Vetti Vici the debut studio album by American rapper Ja Rule was released via Murder, Inc. and Def Jam. Now, in 99 was crazy for Def Jam, man. I was sleeping on Ja, man. I'll be completely honest with you. Because on Can I Get A, let's be honest, Ho's verse has aged well. And I feel like Hove's verse has been more appreciated over time. But Ja kind of kill Can I Get A, okay? So that was my first exposure to Ja. And I, w- I thought he was fine. And then I know he popped up on that. Uh, he was on that uh, Blackstreet song. It was the album after um, the album after Another Level. Was that the name of the album? Or am I thinking about the third album? Um... It was an album that had, whatever album it was after No Diggity. He was on that first single with like Eve, and they had that terrible. Oh, they stole the Jackson sample, the Black, Black Street did. And I heard him on that. I was like, yeah, John's kind of meh, you know?
um, trying to think though. I had mentioned Memphis Bleak's album that came out. I think I mentioned it on here that his album Coming of Age also turned 20 this year. And I chased that. Yeah, it came out August of 99. So I don't know what I heard first. Yeah, so happy 20th anniversary to Bleak, Coming of Age. I love that album, but it's not... It's more... It's it's more of just because I'm such a bleak fan, bleak, bleak fan, you know. So Ja came out in June, Bleak came out in August. I don't remember what I got first because I feel like because I know I had Vinny Vidivici on tape because a lot of times what I would do is I'd borrow CDs from people and then I would make the tape because I didn't have a CD burner. I didn't get a CD burner until 2000. So I know I had Vinny Vidivici on tape. And I got it. No, I got it from Matt. That's who I got it from because it was such a like Holla Holla came out. Okay, so let's 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 get back into it. Holla Holla dropped. That came out super early in '99, and Holla and the video was incredible for a then uh, 16-year-old boy <laughs> in high school. To see all the all those butts and all those beautiful women in that video. Shout out to Ja and my man, uh, what's his name? Hype Williams for the Holla Holla video. Uh, yeah, music video is directed by Hype Williams and Irv Gotti. So that song was everywhere. And Holla Holla was fine, but it was like, come on. Holla Holla didn't show anything too impressive. You know? I thought it was a good song. It was fun. It got super played out. It was everywhere. Constantly. Bam, 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 bam. Holla, holla. Anybody who's willing to get dollars, dollars, come on. And then the beat was weird. Because there's certain songs. And yes, my voice is cracked. There's certain songs you listen to. And they're fine. But... Um, where's the point I'm trying to get to? There's certain songs you listen to and they don't sound the same as they do on the video or when they're on the radio. And I learned as I grew up and started getting into radio and DJing a little bit, something called BPMs. Holla Holla has a very slow BPM normally. So when you're just listening to it, it doesn't knock like you, like it does on the radio or like even it does on the video. Holla Holla has a BPM of 92 beats a minute. That's pretty slow. And Sirius was like, bum, 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 bum. Holla Holla, anybody that's willing to get dollar, dollar, come. It just doesn't go. So when you listen to it as a single or like, I don't know, like if I was like, well, let me get this hot. Like, it just didn't go like you wanted it to, in my opinion, okay? You're on the radio, you're on video. It sped up a little. So... It was even more deflating when you would hear Holla Holla and then it was like, I like it, but it's not knocking like I've heard it knock before and I didn't understand that then. But yeah, Matt kept telling me, he's like, oh man, I got this, uh, I got the Ja Rule album and it's really good. It's really good. And I was like, I don't know about Ja. I don't know about Ja. He's like, yo, I, I think you should take a listen. I, I think you really like it. So I did get a copy of it and Vinny Vettivici. Granted, I've never listened to another Ja Rule album beyond Rule 336 in, uh, in full, other than I did listen to uh, the joint he put out 
after uh, the 50s shit happened and murdering kind of fell off and everything. It was, uh, let me see. Shit, what was that album called? It was, uh, I can see the cover because there was Rule 336 and then he did Pain is Love and then he did The Last Temptation. Then Blood in My Eye was like it's supposed to be the hard album that was responsible. Yeah, the R-U-L-E album. That came out in 2004. So I've only listened to three full-length Ja Rule albums, which would be Rule 336, which is the second album, R-U-L-E, which is like his supposedly comeback album after all the 50 beat and what 50 had taken over, and then Vinny Vidi Vici. I feel like this is his best album, hands down. So let me just run down this list. Uh, of these beats. Now, this is mo- his album is mostly produced by Irv Gotti, but he's got some joints, man. All right, so here we go. The March Prelude. Lord, can we get a break? Lord, can we get a break? We ain't really happy here. We ain't really happy here. Take a look into my eyes. Take a look into my eyes and see pain without fears. Is it pain? That shit just goes hard. And you can say. He riffed it from DMX all you wanted, but Ja made it his own style on there, man. Then we hear now with Black Child. Black Child, a very underrated part of Murder, Inc. Um, him and, of course, uh, Todd Murder. I was in there, yeah. Uh, so his hook on there is dope. World's Most Dangerous. These beats are insane. So the beats definitely just gave Ja something to work with. But Jock was killing him. World's Most Dangerous, fire. Let's Ride, hot fire. Holla Holla, it's fun at this point. We've all heard it. Kill Em All with Jay-Z on the hook, mind you. Hove came and did the hook for this dude because they were supposed to be the original Murder, Inc. group, in case y'all ain't know. Hove came and did the hook for Ja on his joint just and killed it. As long as I'm alive, I'm going to hit him, hit him. He fucking murdered that shit. And then the skit, Niggas Theme. I don't remember Niggas Theme. So maybe that one wasn't as memorable. Uh, Suicide Freestyle, which is the riff off of R. Kelly's... Um, uh, oh, what what a sample. It, it was off R. Kelly's R album, and he had K singing on it. It's super dope. Uh, story to Tell, Listen Up, I Got a Story to Tell. That shit was from the Belly soundtrack. That shit was fire. Count on your nigga, it's fine. It's, it sounded like another beat on the album. They just kind of remixed up. It's Murder. The best Jay-Z, DMX, Ja collaboration. Plus, they had that dope-ass video where it was a Ja walking in the studio. It was all black, and then Ja just hops on and kicks his verse. And that's it. That video got me so hyped. So hyped every time. I could watch that shit now and be hyped. Then, uh, E-Dub and Ja, which is uh, Irv Gotti and Eric Sermon. That shit was a nice switch-up, and Eric Sermon came on and killed it. Uh, Murder for Life with Bleak. Bleak and Ja had a, had great chemistry. Like, I, I I don't know if you remember the original version of uh, Monright was Ja and Bleak, and Ja was on the hook before, like, the Hove remix and everything came out. They didn't even put the Hove remix, the original, in the album. It was a single that came out in, like, 2000 from Bleak and Ja. And that shit was Fighter, Fighter, Fire. Murder for Life was on... Uh, Vinny Vidi Vici and On Coming of Age. Love that song. 
Daddy's Little Baby with Ron Osley when Ron Osley was singing all the hooks. That's just fire. Race Against Time is my shit. That's probably a top five Ja Rule song for me. And my Race Against Time, I can't stop running through the red light, running my life. Even if I'm getting too hot, I'm going to keep running through the red light, living my life. That shit was dope, man. Only Begotten Son about his father sick and then the murderers, the posse cut it to end. I fucking love this album. Here's what I would like you to do. Because I'm going to end this now. I'm not going to keep talking about it. We know what happened with Ja Rule following this. He became one of the biggest stars in the world. And then 50, he uh, he rubbed 50 Cent the wrong way. And then 50 got a chance to to bury him. And that's exactly what 50 did. Uh, pull up Vinny Vidi Vici on your spot, on your streaming apps or whatever, and give it a listen, man. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, happy 20th anniversary to an album that brought me so much joy as a child. Uh, child. As a teenager. And uh, shout out to what the to what Ja could have been. Um, I guess what he involved to. He made a lot of money. I don't know how much that money has left. <laughs> but uh, Ja was the biggest rapper in the world at one point. A lot of y'all have problems admitting that. But also know that 50 Cent took out the biggest rapper in the world pretty easily. So that speaks to volumes about Curtis Jackson's character. But yeah, check out Vini Vidi Vici. That's the recommendation, a recommendation from this episode. Happyth 20th. Happyth. Happy 20th, Ja. Hey, yo, what up? Miles of Medez Prowler here, host of the I Black Man podcast, member of the Hyphen Podcast Network, and now host of a podcast called Fresh. Now, a simple man. I like subs to dubs, manga to anime. Now, the way I feel is doesn't matter what the press says doesn't matter what the politician hell even the feminists say doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something is whack is dope this podcast was founded on one principle above all the requirement that we stand up for what we believe in no matter the consequences or the odds when the internet when the press and the whole world tells you to move your job is to plant yourself like a tree between the rivers of continuity and cannon. Look them square in the face and you tell them, no, you move. Podcast called Fresh. Coming to you guys. Hype Podcast Network. Check it out. Coming soon. Okay. <clears throat> so by my clock, we have about eight minutes before I hit the hour mark of actual podcast, before I do the outro or anything like that. So, we're going to play a little game I haven't played in several episodes called Fill That Runtime. That's right. And when we play Fill That Runtime, the whole idea is that we are literally trying to do that very thing. We're trying to fill these last few minutes of time so I'm just going to start going off on a topic, not even going off just start talking about a topic and we will go until the time is met so my recording time currently says I'm almost at a minute of this so I am going to set my alarm my timer for 7 actual minutes starting right now, go alright so been re-watching Scrubs. Scrubs is my favorite show of all of all time. Not my number one show. It's kind of like how 
I feel like Michael Jordan is my favorite, is the greatest, my favorite player, basketball player of all time. But I conceded on what was that episode sixty-eight that LeBron was uh, um, had outranked him as far as greatest of all time in like the actual discussion. But Michael Jordan is my favorite basketball player of all time. And Scrubs is my favorite uh, basketball player, or Scrubs is my favorite TV show of all time. Number one show would be The Wire, and Breaking Bad is maybe below. It might be number three. Below Scrubs is probably number two. So that that's my order. It's uh, Breaking Bad, sorry, The Wire, Breaking Bad, Scrubs. But Scrubs is my favorite TV show of all time. I discovered Scrubs in 2007. My friend Ed Brown, he started watching Scrubs and he put me onto it. First episode I watched, I think, was my musical, which is a musical episode. Um, a patient literally was hearing, hearing music everywhere she went. It's a real condition. They did an episode about it, so they just made a musical, and I immediately fell in love. So my reaction was to binge watch all the Scrubs repeats I could. Eventually got into Scrubs season one, season two, season three, caught all the way up, and then Raider Strike happened in season uh, in 2007 as well. They had an, a shorter season. I think they only did like seven episodes maybe in season seven. Uh, then they got canceled by NBC. Luckily, Buena Vista, um, I think that's what it's called, uh, picked up, uh, it was a studio that had always, had always produced Scrubs, and they picked it up, and well, they didn't even pick it up. They took it to the parent company, which is ABC, which is a Walt Disney company, and so is uh, Buena, Buena Vista, and ABC picked it up for season eight. Season eight was perfect. Best scrub season in a while. Season f five, uh, or season six had been good. Season seven was shortened. Uh, season eight was is probably up there in the best seasons of Scrubs. They wrapped everything up. They were saying it's the last go around and they took care of all the loose ends, had a great ending called uh, My Finale. And that was it. Well, ABC said, nah, fam. We know you injured your show, but Scrubs did great in that time slot we gave you. So we want you to bring it back. And Bill Lawrence is like, um, well, I don't know how I would really do that because uh, I ended the show. But I'll see what I can do. So Bill Lawrence, who was the creator and directed a lot of episodes of Scrubs, he went back to the drawing board, and something they had done in season seven was called Scrubs Interns. It was like a webisode, uh, web, that, like a, mini, a mini-series, a web-series, where there's like, eh, let's say, five to six-minute clips of the new interns that they focus on in seasons uh, eight a little bit. They uh, got more spotlight, and then there was cameos by main cast members and stuff like that. Um, never checked it out, uh, but I, I mean, I, I figured I'd eventually get to it or be on a DVD. I figured it was good. No worries. So he took that concept and said, okay, I want to do a spinoff called Scrubs Med School. And we're going to still have some of the main cast. We're not going to have everybody, but we'll have some of the main cast. Uh, two of the characters will be definite um cast members which was going to be Chris Turk uh, Dr. Turk Turk, and uh, Dr. Percival Ulysses Cox better known as Dr. Cox they'll be the mentors teachers and everything and we're going to tear down Sacred Heart and rebuild it and make it a teaching school and so they'll go to class and the new interns and they'll actually work in the hospital so it'll be this whole cool thing and then we can have appearances from other people and he takes ABC and ABC says cool we'll take it we'll take these first uh 
10 episodes and uh, we'll air it. And then he, I guess Bill Lawrence says, hey, well, I just want to let y'all, I don't know if y'all noticed, but it's supposed to be Scrubs Med School. This is season one of Scrubs Med School. And they said, yeah, we don't want to do that. We want Scrubs season nine and that's what we're going to make it. So this is season nine, episode one. And what happened was the first, I don't know, let's say six, seven episodes happened to little fanfare. Nobody liked the new Scrubs. Nobody liked the new, the new interns. JD was on the first uh, couple episodes, who was the main character of Scrubs. Turk was there. Elliot made an appearance. Bob Kelso showed up. Ted showed up. Dr. Cox was obviously in it. Turk was in it every episode. But the ratings weren't the same. People were mad. So ABC comes out and says, hey, we're going to, we're going to cancel Scrubs and we're going to end it with, uh, episode 10 here and that, that's going to be the way that Scrubs ends so and, and that was it it ended season 10 now I remember watching Scrubs Med School when it was on and I enjoyed Scrubs Med School I mean I got the proper ending for Scrubs with season 8 so the fact that it wasn't there was season 9 I got it I knew it was going to be a spinoff. The title card literally says Scrubs. It flashes and it says Med School. ABC didn't brand it that way. But I liked it for what it was. I enjoyed it. I, probably a couple years ago, joined a Scrubs subreddit on Reddit and everybody hates this fucking season. This is the worst of they've ruined everything. I didn't want I didn't want to know Sacred Heart got torn down. I didn't want to know Enid died. I didn't why they bring JD back when they just had JD leave in season eight. I don't like it. I don't like it. There's literally people who have no clue who have watched this that just because it's coded season nine, it's not really season nine. It's supposed to be season one, episode one of Scrubs Med School. And it just wasn't it just wasn't named correctly. That's all it was. But people will fight to the death that Scrubs Season 9 doesn't exist. Zach Braff even tweeted out one point that Season 9 doesn't exist. And he's right. It's not canon. It's Season 1 of Scrubs Med School. So, I think Scrubs Med School is a good spinoff. I wish it could have continued. I enjoyed those characters, even Dave Franco. But, you know, all the good things come to an end. I, I think people should give it another chance and stop being so hypercritical. There we go. And ladies and gentlemen, that is how you fill that runtime. Beautiful. Okay. Hyphenation. Is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. HyphenPodcastGroup.com. It's also brought to you by Mark Rob, the M A R C R O B dot WordPress.com, written by my semi regular co host, Marcus Showing Mad Love Robinson. Has lots of good writing on there. I recommend the what, Mar, Mar, the Golden State Avengers is that what it was called or Marvel State Warriors however he named it that's a good piece to read about the Warriors when they were at their peak uh, follow, I think he wrote it after they won their first title with KD so you can check that out 
uh, you'll definitely enjoy it. There's also a, a Drake bracket of the best Drake song, and this is prior to. Uh, did he release it prior to View or not Views? Prior to Scorpion, or he just left Scorpion out? He might love Scorpion now, but it, it was a. It's a fun ring too. So check out my man Mark Rob, the M A R C. ROB.wordpress.com, the markrob.wordpress.com. Uh, Hyphenation can be found wherever podcasts are platformed, wherever you can stream them, wherever they're sold. If you're buying them, I'm hoping I'm getting a kickback, but they are free. That's Apple Music, that's Google Podcasts, that's Spotify, that's Stitcher, that's Radio Public, that's Breaker, that's TuneIn. And here's the other thing. Wherever you listen to the show, I great anchor. Uh, it's powered by anchor. Wherever you listen to the show, take the time to rate the show if it allows you to. Take the, give it a, give it the five stars. Take the time to leave comments. Take the time to review it. Uh, share the links. Subscribe so you don't miss any episodes, and then share it. Let people know about the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. You won't regret it, and neither will they. Trust me. I think it's a good idea. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so at bhyphen at gmail.com or Twitter, b hyphen, at b hyphen, Facebook hyphen universe, Instagram, the b hyphen. If you want to do it from the hyphen podcast group side, that's hyphen podcast group at gmail.com, at hyphen pod group on Twitter, hyphen podcast group on Facebook, and hyphen podcast group on Instagram. Reach out for me and I'll be there to love and shelter you or at least answer any questions you have so do that thing that'll be cool I'd appreciate it and what else uh yeah that's how you contact me if you go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com and I don't know if it's accessible anymore but you know what if you get your hands on the hyphen nation RSS feed. If you have a favorite podcast listening device that takes RSS feeds that I have not listed, and you get the RSS feed for the show, you take that some bitch, you turn it sideways, you put into that favorite podcast listening device, you can get all 110 episodes of Fire! Just like that. Just like that. Easy peasy. Okay? Okay, pumpkin? Okay, cupcake. Now, words of wisdom for today. Um, do I have any words of wisdom? Do I even have any recommendations? I I've only been watching Scrubs, really, and rewatching Endgame piece by piece. Uh, words of wisdom for today. It's okay to take a couple minutes for yourself. And I'll tell you why. This morning, I didn't want to get up. I did not want to get up at all. I was tired. Angel got Aaliyah up because she woke up at 6.30. Aaliyah came and got in bed with me. I got Aaliyah breakfast. And I was thinking about it. And she had to be at school till 8.30. It's literally like barely 7 o'clock. And I was... And I just... What happened is I got her food, um, she ate, got her changed, and then normally she watches cartoons while I get ready, and then she, uh, then she'll take the time to 
Uh, then I'll do her hair and then we'll make the move to get her to school. That's the new routine now. And I was just like, after she's dressed, I was like, I don't know, I gotta get in the shower. But it's, it was literally barely seven o'clock. And I had an hour and a half. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get in this bed and watch TV with my daughter. And she said, we sat there, we watched DuckTales. That's my recommendation. Watch the new DuckTales. If I didn't say it on any of these other episodes, new DuckTales is incredible. Their season two finale was called uh, The Duck Knight Returns, all about one of my favorite Disney characters, Darkwing Duck. It's incredible, but also the show is hilarious and well done and pays a lot of homage, homage to the original DuckTales. And I am a fan, a big fan. I plan on watching all of it myself. Aaliyah has already burned through all the episodes. Has she, did she see every detail? No, but she did see most of all the episodes because she's remembering stuff from things so she pays more attention than you think so check out DuckTales but I just crawled back into bed with her and we watched an episode of DuckTales and then I peeled myself out of bed and got a shower got dressed and did her hair and we got moving man and and so take the time even for a few minutes to uh, you know uh none just just take some some time for you mine ended up being a half an hour if you even if you only have five minutes and it's like i have five minutes to either do something or i can take this five minutes for myself take these five minutes for yourself just do something it doesn't matter if you just want to lay there you want to flip through channels you want to scroll on your phone you want to read something you want to uh take a walk call somebody just do something that you know is truly only for you and involves nobody else you won't regret that. That's my words of wisdom for today. Apologies to Conor McGregor and Markel Fultz. Fultz, because y'all are both trash. I need to stop saying about Conor. He's going to hear it. I do not want to get beat up. I don't. Because if there ain't no cameras, how can I prove it in court? Got to stop talking about Conor. It's not a good idea. Lots of new music out I haven't listened to. Missy dropped an EP. Little Brother dropped an album. I haven't finished the Rick Ross. I started it, but I haven't finished it. Um, yeah, man. Got got something new happening with the podcast group with HPG that we'll be announcing here very soon. Working with some new people. Reaching out to new people, so there's that. Our positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do. You have to do you and only you. Only you. Why can't we just make it happen? Baby, I need you in my life. Nice. Nailed it. Call your mom, hug your dad punch your brother, dap up your sister, tackle your cousin, send your grandfather an email, write your grandmother a letter, send your uh, godmother a postcard, and uh, send a telegram to your godfather. Covers about everybody, right? Yeah? Okay. Give people their flowers while they are still here. You never know when it's their time to go. And that's it. That's enough of me preaching. 
And for the record, we're approaching 17 minutes. So I only needed eight minutes and then the outro. So you're welcome, Sprite. You're welcome. This has been your dashing, debonair, and daring host, Kellen Conley. And this is the Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast. Appreciate each and every one of y'all that take time to listen to me every single time an episode drops. It means the world to me. Y'all keep doing that. Keep spreading the word. And I'm going to keep being here for y'all. Okay? Sound like a deal? Cool. Thanks, y'all. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid at exposure.